We are currently in a series on Psalms, and today I have chosen to look at Psalm 92. Now, it is assumed, and yet it is not documented, that this is a Psalm of David. But how many know it doesn't really matter because we understand the true author is the Holy Spirit? How many would agree with that this morning? Well, let's read the 92nd division of the psalm, and uh, we're going to read it from the New Living Translation today. The psalmist writes, and the psalmist says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. Would you agree? It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning and your faithfulness in the evening. Accompanied by a ten-stringed instrument, a harp, and the melody of a lyre. Now that's an instrument, not an individual. (laughs) You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. Oh, Lord, what great works you do, and how deep are your thoughts. Only a simpleton would not know, and only a fool would not understand this. Though the wicked sprout like weeds and evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, O Lord, will be exalted forever. Your enemies, Lord, will surely perish. All evildoers will be scattered. But you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Credible. Incredible psalm when you began to dissect it and look at it closely. Four things that I want to point out in this psalm this morning. The first thing that I see in this psalm, and I love this. I love this. I try to live my life with this. The first thing I see is an attitude of gratitude. Don't you love it? An attitude of gratitude gratitude. We see this in the first four verses. Let me read it again to you. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning and your faithfulness in the evening. Verse four, you thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. The psalmist is portraying an attitude of gratitude. Notice the consistency, the consistency, proclaiming your unfailing love in the morning and your faithfulness in the evening. See the consistency? Hey, Psalm 113 verse 3 says, from the rising of the sun until it goes down in the evening, the Lord's name is to be praised. Do you see the consistency? An attitude of gratitude. But here's the problem. The problem is too many people live with the what have you done for me lately attitude. 
Yeah, what have you done for me lately? We, you know, you know, with our with, with people, you know, our family, our friends, you know, the people we work. What have you done? With, what have you done for me lately? Uh, you know, even with God, God, what have you done for me lately? No wonder things aren't going so well for them. I want to make two statements about gratitude this morning. First of all, I believe that gratitude is the secret sauce of contentment. Gratitude is the secret sauce of contentment. See, see, if you can't learn to be thankful for where you are and for what you have, you will never be content no matter where you go or what you get. Gratitude is the secret sauce of contentment. The reason why so many are unhappy today is because of discontentment. This is what I believe, and that is true gratitude will change your attitude. True gratitude will change your attitude. But pastor, but pastor, but pastor, the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic, and yet most of us are still eating. Looks like some people are really eating well. It's a pandemic, but, but, but most of us are still eating, and most of us are still eating well. Oh, most of us are still enjoying our comfortable homes. Some are grumbling about being in lockdown, but at least they're being in lockdown in a nice, comfortable, safe place. Amen. Oh, most of us are still being entertained through technology. Let me make another statement about gratitude, and that is this. Gratitude will secure a repeat reform- performance. Gratitude will secure a repeat performance. See, see, nobody likes to be taken for granted. Right? A little interaction really makes a preacher better. I said, nobody likes to be taken for granted. You know, you know, it's not spouses, not employees. Listen, not employers. Not friends, not parents. I'm pretty sure even God is hurt when his children take him and his blessings for granted and they are better at grumbling than they are at being grateful. I'm totally convinced that some Christian spiritual gift is the gift of grumbling. (laughs) I love the story of the old man at the post office. The old man is standing in line at the post office. He finally gets to the front of the line, finally talks to the, to, to the clerk, and he asks the clerk if he could help him. And the clerk obliges the elderly gentleman and uh, says, what can I do for you? And the old man asks the clerk if he would write a letter for him. Clerk said, all right. So he got out paper and pen and wrote, out, wrote, wrote the letter word for word as the old gentleman dictated it to him. And, and, uh, and, then, and then the old, old gentleman asked the clerk if he would ad- address, get an envelope and address it for him. Well, he got an envelope and addressed it for the old gentleman and uh, said, what else can I do for you? And he said, well, you've got to put a stamp on it. So he put a stamp on the envelope for the old gentleman. After he had done all of this for the elderly gentleman, the clerk asked the old fellow, said, said is there anything else that I can do for you, sir? Yeah, said the old man, add this to the letter. P.S. Please excuse the sloppy handwriting. (laughs) Have you ever felt unappreciated? 
How, how many know this guy's being unappreciated, right? All these things that, you know, he wasn't supposed to be doing, but he was doing it anyway. And, and, and then even though he had done all of this for this elderly gentleman, instead of thanking him, instead of being grateful, have you ever been taken for granted? We all have, of course we have. Not a good feeling, is it? Not a good feeling. Here's what I've learned, and that is gratitude will secure a repeat performance. If you want somebody to do again what they have done for you in the past, I would encourage you to be grateful. I would, I would encourage you, maybe write a little thank you note. Oh, maybe give them a little gift card. At least say thank you. If somebody blesses you, if somebody is consistent in their fair treatment of you, if somebody is in your corner and pours in the oil and the wine when you are wounded, uh, oh, you need to express gratitude to them. Show gratitude by the way you treat them. Quite often, my wife and I will thank one another. I mean, it's consistent. I will say to her and she will say to me, thank you for being low maintenance and low drama. And if you've had to deal with drama, and anybody leading today is dealing with drama, if you ever had to deal with drama, you will be grateful, you will be thankful for low maintenance and low drama, and consistently my wife and I say thank you. You're a rough bunch today, you're really hard. (laughs) I've, I've titled Psalm 92, The Reminder. Say The Reminder. See, we need to constantly remind ourselves of the blessings of God in our life. Well, the first thing that I see in Psalm 92 is an attitude of gratitude. The second thing as I look at this psalm, the second thing that I see here is I see an acknowledgement of God's greatness. An acknowledgement of God's greatness. We find this in verses 5 through 9. The psalmist writes and he says, Oh Lord, what great works you do. And how deep are your thoughts. Only a simpleton would not know and only a fool would not understand this. Though the wicked sprout like weeds and evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, O Lord, you will be exalted forever. Your enemies, Lord, will surely perish. Evildoers will be scattered. Two things that we need to understand here this morning. The first one is acknowledging God's greatness increases our faith. Do you believe that this morning? When we acknowledge God's greatness, it will increase our faith. You know, when our faith gets low and when we are struggling to believe, have you ever been there? We, in that point in time in our life, we need to acknowledge God's greatness. We need to remind ourselves of God's omnipotent power. David did when he stood before Goliath. He said, hey, Goliath, this ain't my first rodeo. He said, I'm a shepherd. And he said, I've been out tending my father's sheep and a lion and a bear would come out and try and devour the lion and the sheep. But but, but my God delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. And if God can deliver me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he can deliver me from you. He reminded himself of the greatness of Almighty God. Paul did this. The Bible says that Paul looked around and Paul looked around and he couldn't find even one single person standing with him. I mean, such an incredible, unbelievable leader that Paul was, but there was a time when Paul looked around and nobody was standing with him. He was standing all by himself. He was standing alone. But he also said, when all men forsook me and when I was standing alone, Paul said, but Lord, you were with me. You were with me. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, when we're down, when we're discouraged, when, you know, when we're struggling, that's a good time to remind ourselves of, of the greatness of God and, and how that God is able and how he has and will continue to work in our behalf. The psalmist said it like this in Psalm 89. He says, the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord. Oh, he says, for who in the heavens can compare with you? He goes on to say, God is to be honored for his greatness. He is to be held in highest regard. Oh, he goes on to say, the heavens are yours and the earth as well. The world, the world in all its fullness was founded by you. The next time you're wondering if God can intervene for you, if God has enough power to help you, just understand that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Amen. He existed before anything ever existed. Amen. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the first. He's the last. He's always been and always will be. And somebody that has that much power, I just have to believe he's going to be able to take care of me no matter what it is I'm going through in my life. Would you agree this morning? Well, acknowledging God's greatness increases our faith. And I believe this, acknowledging God's greatness inspires us to act. How when David stood before the giant Goliath after he reminded himself of who God uh, is and was and, and after he reminded himself of what God had done for him in the past by killing the lion and the bear, oh, a surge of faith came upon him and, and, and inspired him to literally, the Bible says, he ran toward the giant. It's one thing, you know, to maybe stand before the giant. You know, I could just imagine if I were standing before that giant, I'm, I imagine myself, I can just imagine my knees, you know, giving me a standing ovation. I don't know about you. I, it'd be one thing to stand before him, but he didn't stand before him. The Bible says that David ran. Why? He had reminded himself of God's greatness in the past. A surge of faith inspired him, amen, to run toward the, the, the giant Goliath. And he yells at the giant and he says, I come to you in the name of the Lord of host and today you're gonna be toast amen it took me 12 minutes to find that little thing there come on I'm just I'm really just trying to keep you with me this morning hello I ask you this morning how long has it been since you acknowledged God's greatness doing so will increase your faith and it will inspire you to act Oh, somebody give the Lord some praise in this house this morning. Amen. Yeah, come on. All right, let me point out the third thing that I see in Psalm 92, and that is an accounting of what he had gained. An accounting of what he had gained. We find this in verses 10 and 11. The psalmist writes and he says to God, but you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest oil. My eyes will, or my eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. Do you see an accounting of what he had gained? Now, you know, accountants calculate profits and losses. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, an accountant, uh, I, uh, I struggle with their uh, procedures and their uh, 
systems and stuff. You know, I think they make it really difficult because they want to charge more. I mean, you know, when I do books for myself, it's money in, money out. And if I have more money left over when I'm done, I think I'm doing pretty good. But they got to calculate, you know, this and that and something else. No, I just want to know the bottom line. Where am I at? Hello? Anybody with me? You know, uh, uh, accountants calculate profits and losses. If your profits are higher than your losses, you're, you're doing pretty well. You're probably going to make it. Right? If, if what you take in is more than what you pay out, then your business is succeeding. Would you agree? Let me ask you this morning, have you ever counted your profits and losses with God? Have you ever calculated uh, your uh, partnership with, with God? I, I can't speak for you, but for me, my profits far exceed my losses. What I have gained from him far exceeds what he has asked me to give up. In verses 10 and 11, the psalmist does some accounting of what he had gained. Let me say two things right here this morning. First of all, looking back is not all bad. Looking back is not all bad. Now, I understand that that we shouldn't live life living, uh, we should not uh, live life looking in the rearview mirror. And that's not what I'm saying this morning. We, We can't go forward by focusing backward. Uh, That being said, a quick peek backward, a moment of accounting, reminding ourselves of God's blessings in the past can be very helpful in the present. And the second thing I want to say here is that is looking back can help us look beyond where we are. Looking back can help us look beyond where we are. See, See, as we look around at our present, if our present doesn't look very promising, We can look back at non-promising situations in the past and we can remind ourselves of how God helped us navigate through them. Uh, How God helped us to learn from them. Uh, How God helped us to grow from them. How God got us through them. And then we can say to ourselves that if God did did this for us in the past, surely he can do this for us in the present. So looking backward for a moment, say a moment. Looking back for a moment, looking back can help us look beyond where we are. See, see, where we are is only temporary. Say temporary. temporary. One fellow said his fa- new favorite scripture was, and it came to pass. He said, thank God it didn't come to stay. Where we are is just temporary. Here's what I know, and that is God is using where we are to prepare us for where he is taking us. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. God is using where we are to prepare us for where he is taking us. And hear this this morning. We're not ready for our there until we get prepared through our here. All right, let's look at the fourth and the final thing that I see in this psalm this morning. And that, that is an, an acclamation of future gleaning. I see an acclamation of future gleaning. We see this in verses 12 through 15. The psalmist writes, and he says, but the godly will flourish. Say flourish. The godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. 
even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Two things that we need to remind ourselves of today. Number one, we reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. Let me tell you that the law of sowing and reaping did not, uh, was not initiated in Tulsa. It's the word of God. Now, I know there's a lot of people that teach a, a, a unbalanced, extreme teaching, but there is a law called the law of sowing and reaping. And we reap what we, what we sow. Verse number 12, but the godly will flourish like palm trees. Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 7, you will always harvest what you plant. Let me say four things about sowing and reaping right here. First of all, there will be no harvest unless you plant some seeds. I don't care how bad you want to harvest. I don't care how much you envy somebody else's harvest. You will never have a harvest unless you plant some seeds. Second thing I want to say about Sowing, that is, there will, law of sowing and reaping. Number two, there will always be a harvest if you sow some seeds. There will always, say always, always always be a harvest. If you've planted seeds, there will always be a harvest of the seeds you planted. Third thing I want to say here, and that is the harvest you get will be determined by the seeds you sow. You don't get oranges off of an apple tree. You plant this, an apple tree, an apple seed, what are you going to get? Pears? No, you're going to get, you're going to harvest what you sowed. All right, so the harvest you get will be determined by the seeds you sow. The fourth thing that I want to say here, and that is the size of the harvest, is determined by the amount of seeds you sow. You can have a small harvest or you can have a large harvest, but it's going to depend upon how many seeds that you sowed. Would you agree this morning? So, so let me just make some statements here really quick this morning. Number one, if you're not reaping a harvest, it's because you're not planting any seeds. And you're looking around at people and they are reaping and you are envious and you are jealous of what they have and what they're doing and what's going on in their lives and you're even angry at God. But the problem is you can't get a harvest because you haven't planted any seeds. If you're not reaping a harvest, it's because you're not planting any seeds. And if you don't like the harvest that you're reaping, you need to examine the seeds you're sowing. Because you are reaping a harvest from the seeds that you've sowed. And what's happening in your life today is a direct reflection of the seeds that you have sown in the past. 
And you're not going to get a different harvest by, by being angry or being jealous or being envious or telling God it's not fair. The only way you're going to get a different harvest is if you change the seeds that you are planting. You don't like the harvest you're reaping, change the type of seeds you're sowing. The last thing I want to say about it, and that is if your harvest is too small, plant more seeds. Plant more seeds. I know that when I get up here on a missions emphasis time, global impact week or whatever it is, and tell you, you know, that me and my wife, we're going we're gonna to give $25,000 to missions the next year. I know that just knocks some people off their feet. I know it just knocks them sideways. Let me just tell you, before I could give $25,000 in a year to missions, I gave $25. And then 50, and then 100, and then, and then 500, and then 1,000, and then it was 5,000, and then it was 10,000, and then it was, you know, it, that's, you know. If your harvest is too small, plant more seeds. Because we reap what we sow. And oh, I love this next sub point, and that is our reaping will never stop. Oh, I should have gotten some good stuff out of that one. I I guess you're still processing what I just said a moment ago. I said our reaping will never stop. Verse 14 of Psalm 92, even, even in old age, he will still produce fruit. See, 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 long after I am gone from this podium, the seeds that I have planted here will continue to produce a harvest. The seeds that I, that I sowed in the first, whatever, 48 minus 17, 31 years, the seeds that I sowed in the 31 years before I became your pastor here are still producing fruit. I see former members that were members of mine 35 years ago. They're watching me on Facebook. They're commenting. They're saying things that, and and saying, as Pastor Benson used to say, and I've been gone 30 years. I hope they've forgotten some of the things I told them. I, I will tell you that, especially 35, 40 years ago. See, but long after I'm gone from this podium, the seeds that I have planted here will continue to produce a harvest. Oh, the harvest will never stop. Not only do I have kids and grandkids in ministry, but I have some spiritual sons. I have some spiritual sons and daughters. Don't leave them out. I've got some spiritual sons and daughters who are in full-time ministry. I get calls from them, or I will see them at a convention, or they'll come see me or whatever, and they, they continually tell me that they are doing in ministry much of what they observed me doing. The seeds that I planted in them, they are now planting in others. Recently, I saw one of my spiritual sons that I hadn't seen in a while. I said, man, you're really doing good. I'm watching you on Facebook, and you are really, really doing good. And, and I called him by name, and I said, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. And he said, Pastor, I'm just doing 
what you taught me. I'm just doing what I saw you do. Our reaping will never stop. Isn't that awesome? Our reaping will never stop. And listen to me, here's the best part of all of this this morning, and that is our reaping is not just reserved for planet Earth, but it will continue in heaven. The fact of the matter is it's the seeds that we sow on earth that will determine the harvest that we will reap in heaven. See, I don't want to just get to heaven. I want to get to heaven and have something waiting on me when I get there. I don't want to just get to heaven, but I want some rewards when I get there. I don't want to see you driving around in a Beamer. I'm in an old jalopy. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, Paul writes, he said, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body. Say done in the body. Oh, that we may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. Hear me this morning, in heaven our rewards will be determined by the seeds that we plant on earth. Our reaping will never stop. Somebody needs to hear this morning. I said our reaping will never stop. It's like the Energizer Bunny. Our reaping will keep going and going and going and going and going and going. And the reaping from the seeds that we have sown will absolutely absolutely never stop. The psalmist said in Psalm 16 and 11, he said, at the right hand of God, there are pleasures forevermore. How long? Forevermore. Takeaway for the message today is this, a daily dose of gratitude will prevent a lifestyle of grumbling. A daily dose of gratitude will prevent a lifestyle of grumbling. I've named this song, The Reminder. When times get tough, we need to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God. Has God proven himself faithful to you? We need to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God. Oh, I can't speak for you this morning, but God's been good to me, as Dave Ramsey would say, better than I deserve. Amen. People say, man, I I just want what I deserve, not me. (laughs) Oh, not me. Don't give me what I deserve. (laughs) I want God's grace. I want God's mercy. I want God's blessing. And thank God I've been able to enjoy it. Father, we thank you for your infallible, your unchanging life altering, miracle-working words. God, I pray today, Lord, that your word will have done its work in the heart and the life of your people today. In Jesus' name.